0: Hey guys, we are so excited to bring you today's episode all about networking to find your dream clients. Look, we understand that not everybody's personalities are designed to network in certain ways. For example, i'm actually pretty shy when it comes to group meetings where leslie really excels in that and she does it super well and where i prefer more one-on-one interaction so today we really talk about the different ways to do in-person networking in ways that doesn't feel sleazy that feels authentic to us and that really works towards our personality types and we also are going to encourage you to get a little bit outside of your comfort zone which is something i know a lot about so i hope you really enjoy today's episode we sure enjoyed bringing it to you today's episode is brought to you by designers oasis you guys this has been a passion project of mine for years and it's finally getting the time and attention it deserves I wanted to create an online hub for designers to access resources to help you run your business. It's a place to get e-courses, templates, calculators, estimating tools, and more time-saving and confidence-boosting design resources. There will be loads of tools added as I build it out. But right now, you can access the free Space Planning Quick Reference Guide. It's a printable to make space planning quick and effortless. You can sign up for the upcoming e-course on how to accurately budget for furnishings or join me one-on-one with Mentor by Design. If you ever need a quick call to help you get unstuck in your design business, this is where you can get that help. Head on over now to designersoasis.com. Stop going it alone.
1: Hey, I'm Kate Benderwald. And I'm Leslie Myrick.
0: For the last year, we've been chatting weekly to discuss the ins and outs, ups and downs of running our interior design businesses and decided to hit the record button. We are interior designers getting
1: coffee with each other and now you. While some might choose to guard the hard-earned secrets of their design success, we've chosen to support, encourage, and empower one another to be the most kick-ass business owners possible. Welcome to the Designers Getting Coffee podcast, real talk
0: about running your design business with head and heart. Come join the conversation. This is episode fifteen: How to Network to Find Dream Clients. Good morning, Leslie.
1: Good morning, Kate. How are you doing this beautiful Friday morning? It. I don't know why I got like a leprechaun Irish section <laughs> going on there. I'm doing great. How are you top of the morning,
0: Julia. No, this is um, this is an exciting weekend ahead for me, so I'm. Uh, yeah, I'm glad to be here. It's been a very busy week, um, but I always enjoy Friday mornings with you. It's so, I appreciate the predictability and it's always, it's always good. Yeah, I've I missed do. podcasting. I'm glad that we're doing it again.
1: Me too. And I'm glad to have reliable internet service so we can actually do this. Kate has been a good sport, but you guys moving out into kind of the country means my internet has been garbage sauce. And we finally got a new provider. So praise be, I can upload things now. Yeah, so it's not going to cut you out when So much
0: so that we had to change our technology for how we record, which has been an interesting thing to have to learn <laughs> because we were so yes. used to doing it one way. It's fine. And I think it will be better. But-
1: well with that switch came an unfortunate loss of the recording of this exact episode so we're going to hit this again for round 2 of recording <laughs> I've totally heard other people
0: having to re-record stuff so it's we're yeah. not the we're not it the happens, first girl. um anyway so i'm excited about today's episode especially because you know when we set out to do this podcast one of the things that we recognized was we do a lot of things the same, but there's still quite a bit of things that we do differently. And so the point of bringing this podcast to you is to show how there's more than one way to do different types of thing in your business. And specifically, we're, today we're going to focus on kind of networking, which is a word that I loathe. Um, but it's essential to your business and there's in-person networking and then there's digital networking. And today we're going to focus more on the in-person type networking. Um, but Leslie and I have very different personality styles and, and what works for us. Some of, some of it's the same, but, um, we, we approach this very differently. And so our goal is to just give you guys some ideas of different ways that you can do it. And you will ultimately be able to do what, feels best for you and what's the right fit for your, your personality and your style or where you live, you know, and, and what kind of market you're targeting. So I'm eager to jump in.
1: Yeah, Networking is one of those words you mentioned it kind of being icky, but I feel like it brings to mind, at least for me, like, I Name tags. like my dad, yeah, my dad in his salesman job in the nineties with like, you know, a button shirt and like, hello, sir, welcome to this. Here's my business card. Let us network now. And I have to just sort of shift my thinking. Networking is just meeting people and making friends. It's just getting to know people in your community, in your world, and finding ways to be of value to them, to be of service to them, and just genuinely being interested in them and what they're doing. Yeah. So. I feel like there needs to be a new word for networking. Like you know how there's just been all this new vernacular, like "girl boss" hashtag girl boss. We need like the new version of whatever networking is, like hashtag making friends for business. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) That's what it is. That's what it is. So, um, you, Leslie, I want to start with you
0: because you, you're in my mind what I think of as. I don't want to call it traditional marketing, but like, you're really good at getting out there and getting yourself in person and finding ways to get yourself in front of a lot of people at once. And that is something that I, is not a strength of mine. I'm getting better at it, but it's, um, I have a little different approach, but so how do you go about, first of all, tell them a little bit about some of the ways that you get yourself in front of audiences.
1: I will start by saying, while I think I make it look easy, this has been years of having the courage to be uncomfortable, being willing to do what I need to do to get over. I mean, I grew up with really bad stage fright. I did not love the idea of being seen and being in front of people. And I'm an introvert who doesn't love small talk with strangers. So this (laughs) – I just want to encourage people that if you're like, oh, man, this isn't for me either, trust me, guys, it was not for me. And this is a learned skill that takes vulnerability to show up over and over again and to start getting comfortable with meeting new people, asking questions, talking about yourself and your business too. So,
0: Well, I think you're right. Uh, I'm going to interrupt you real quick. I think you're right because I am much better, but I'm still – not at a place where I will let myself get up in front of a group of people. Let me tell you what happens to me physically, biologically, my body revolts on myself. Like, I <laughs> start sweating profusely out of like my whole body, like my, not just my armpits, like mean, my hands and my feet. I'm sweating talking about this right now. I turn red, like my neck and my chest turns red and it comes up to my face and my voice cracks and I feel like I'm gonna cry. That is how I respond when I'm put in a group of people and I'm asked to talk. Is it's not pretty. Is so yeah, you do make it look easy, girl. <laughs> well, I've gotten I, better. I've I'm not quite there. so bad anymore, but that's that's where I came from and
1: <laughs> No, I've been there with the I'm sweaty, I wanna barf and die, I'm so uncomfortable, <laughs> I wanna I wanna cry and curl up in a ball. And I think that's what sets entrepreneurs apart is you have to be willing to do these things that are uncomfortable and it sucks hard guys it is not fun for the first
0: year. i'm gonna go on a limb and say we're not or you can find other ways to do it where you're not talking in front of a group of people and we'll talk about the, we'll that, talk is, about that in a minute. too but listen you're really good at it and if you are comfortable with it or you're willing to go through the fire <laughs> go through I mean, the go through, go the, go through the discomfort what are some of the in-person things that you've done locally to meet people and potential clients
1: well, I have now restarted my business three times, so I am going through this as we speak in Atlanta, in another new city, so I'm doing all the same things, or some of the same things I did when I moved to Waco four years ago. Um, for me, I think there's great value in trying to meet people organically, you know, you you're sitting at a coffee shop and strike up a conversation or you get introduced to a friend and those are great, but there is a lot of structured networking groups out there that can really be a kickstart to getting you plugged in to a network and to industries that you might not normally have connections with. So there's organizations like BNI, which is business networking international. That was one that I joined in Waco and it was really valuable being new in the city to get to know other professionals. So in our BNI group, I was the only interior designer. There's only one person from each profession in each chapter, each group. And that's where I got connected with a lawyer, an insurance agent, a realtor, a mortgage broker, a home inspector, lots of people that were in my world that new homeowners that work directly with people. So it's a referral would not, be, a referral network. No, yes. The idea is you build relationships with the other people in the group. And when you meet someone that needs an attorney, that needs a doctor, you refer them to someone in your group and they do the same. So it's a bunch of people looking out for you in business. And you're also doing the same to look out for them and help them grow their business. It's very structured. There's a big time commitment and financial commitment. But it was a good way, if outside accountability is a motivator to you and is helpful, I think a group like that can be really beneficial in helping you show up every week, get out of your house, get out of your yoga pants, meet people, (laughs) bring value, and do that. So that was one thing. I think it's important to know with organized networking groups, every chapter has different people. And therefore has a very different vibe. People have different commitment levels. I think it's important to check out multiple chapters and get to know the people. Do they have the character and integrity that aligns with you and your business values? That's a good Are point. Are they connected to your ideal clients? Yeah. You know, you could have a realtor in your group, but she works with people who buy $80,000 flip homes. Well, your ideal client most likely is not going to be somebody who is flipping cheap houses. Right. Right. So those are things to consider too. Um there's lots of other What about you didn't you do one didn't you do
0: 1 million cups? Like 1 yeah. million and cups. and those are all exactly. over nationwide, right?
1: Yep, they're nationwide. They they meet weekly. They're free. And if you're not familiar with One Million Cups, Google them because they're awesome. There's chapters all over the place. And basically, it's a weekly meetup of local entrepreneurs. Somebody does a presentation about their business. There's a QA and a from the audience. And it's a great opportunity to get to know what other people are doing in your city. And again, meet other professionals, entrepreneurs, business owners, a lot of whom either are your ideal clients or could be connected to them. So I think that's that something gets you- a little that
0: I could warm up to a little easier. Um, somebody that has my experience with public speaking, because you're looking, I mean, you're looking at your audience too, but you have a presentation, something to direct their attention to. I think it's when it's like a million yes. eyes on me. That's where I'm like, stop looking at me. <laughs>
1: Yeah, 1 million cups is great. I went, I committed to going weekly. I think the thing with any of these networking groups is you can't show up once, shake some hands and think, great, check, done. I got my networking done. This is about, here's the big takeaway from today. This is about relationships, about building relationships with people, reminding them that you're there, serving them, helping them, and being available. So this is something that requires steady commitment Mm -hmm. and making time for it. But those are two ways that I started getting plugged in, in Waco. And those are cold ways to do things. I mean, you don't need to be invited to one of these groups. You can Google them, you can research them and you show up as your vulnerable little self with a stack of business cards and just say hi. When I, when
0: I would see you and how you did things, I, there's a phrase called, I see that girl everywhere. (laughs) And, And I think that's really what you excelled at. And, I'm going to give you an example of... So right now, Taylor Swift just dropped a new episode. And just within the last 24 hours, I have and seen that girl everywhere. I opened up YouTube and there was a ad for her YouTube exclusive live show that she's doing. I got a box from Amazon. The box was all Taylor Swift promoting her new album. I opened up... What the heck did I open up on my phone today? something random but it was a no, oh it was bands in town i got a notification about taylor swift and then some somewhere there was a fourth one but i was just like oh my gosh she's flipping everywhere <laughs> like the most so are you are you comparing I, to you're taylor kind swift? of like taylor swift that girl is everywhere um but i'm not quite yeah, that tall I'm no i so quite that's that that's the idea is just like when you are everywhere people see you they remember you you got to get get out of the house and and i've i'm getting better at that um when i first moved here i was in i was not in a great spot i i missed home i missed denver and it was really hard to get me out of my house Uh, it was i tried guys i know um so yeah that you you do that really really well and And I mean, you're just, you're friendly and nice and kind and people get to know who you are. And for me, that's, that's the most important thing is just meeting people and making friends for the sake of making friends. Uh, And then the other just sort of comes naturally. So.
1: Well, the motto of BNI is givers gain. I mean, that's not an original thought. A lot of networkers and business people talk about that, but the idea is you give to get. You know, you don't show up asking what you ask, not what the group can do for you. Ask what you can do for the group. I mean, really be thinking about how can I help these people? How can I connect them to someone that might be helpful? How can I serve? And it's, you know, a lot of business is this kind of seed planting. You are putting so much out there. You're planting seeds, you're expending energy, and you won't see a return right away. And that's okay. I mean, there have been times I presented at 1 Million Cups one week, and I booked a client that afternoon who saw me that morning and said, I want to hire you. That's fantastic. That's awesome. I know. It happened once in four years. So, I mean, don't get discouraged if networking doesn't seem like a magic bullet. We've talked about this. We were pre-gaming before we recorded, and this has come up a lot before. But this is the long game. (laughs) Networking, business building, this isn't an overnight sensation. And if you are, you're probably going to crash and burn. This is the long game of getting established, becoming known, bringing value, and really planting your feet as the expert in what you do in your area.
0: Yes. The long game is definitely my in-person networking approach. It's it's just the way I, I always have done things. It's But to be clear, what I don't want it to sound like, and this goes back to what you just said, is that... I'm making friends for the sake of getting business from them. It's actually, yeah, I, 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 um, so I volunteer a lot. I have a couple of organizations that I spend time with. I am volunteering for those organizations because I believe in their cause. I believe in the mission that they're trying to serve. And I want to surround myself with like-minded people. And that is a great way for you to build a network and develop relationships with people and a a common side effect or benefit is that people will send, send you business or become your clients. And that's not why I volunteer, but it's what it's one of those like positive consequences, so to speak. Yeah. Um, but you can join, join clubs or join memberships or join a country club or different social communities um, where you're likely, you know, think about where you're, your clients will be? Where, where are they hanging out? Where are they spending time? You know, my clients are typically, um, high, high earners and they have, um, they have time, um, and they have money and they have additional resources, which is why they're often in these same groups that I volunteer with. But I've always volunteered. I've volunteered since I was in high school, um, and my entire twenties. And it's just always been a part of my life. So Um, it's not like I just woke up one day and was like, I'm going to go volunteer to find some clients. Um, but that, that is one of the things that I do get out of it. Um,
1: yeah. And that's a really great, um, that's another approach. A great tip for people is that in-person networking, I mean, we're going to call it that because that's, I mean, essentially what it is, there's more than one way to do it. You don't have to go join a formal structured group like I have done. I think what Kate's doing is phenomenal. And she's tapping into her passions, her interests, and she's finding ones specifically that do align with her clients' passions and interests. It's funny because for me, the organized networking, I can do that all day now. The idea of like volunteering and showing up in that kind of capacity, like gives me hives thinking about so... there's (laughs) there's <laughs> we all we all get They're just
0: for different things right yeah. and
1: I go and go but and, go, and right. I'm, I'm
0: told I prefer the one-on-one or small group setting um versus being in a room full of people who are there to network that want to do what feels like small talk to me and I know it's not I know we're all but that is one of the things that I have a hard time doing but if we're talking about yeah you know politics I don't care whatever it is that we're there for um, that feels more natural for me um, but I think okay so so we've talked about where you can find people um, I want to also I want to shift the conversation to a little bit of like how do you how do you talk about what you do um, and when um, I, I again I'm a long game girl so I I am not going to talk about myself right away. Um, I, as you shift, yes, I am um, really try to get people to talk about themselves. Um, first of all, I'm, I'm authentically interested in other people and what do they do and where are they from and their lives. And so it's a natural thing for me. Um, I've, I've sometimes struggled with what to ask people. Um, I've gotten much better at that over time. But I think, uh, pe- I mean, people buy from who they know, like, and trust. So when people feel like you listen and you remember details, you remember their kids' names. Next time you see them, you ask them, you know, how's your little boy doing? I know last time you were here, he was sick. You know, people recognize that you're listening to them. And I think that there's an art to listening that is something we don't necessarily pay a lot of attention to. Um, we think we're listening, but really a lot of times Hmm. we're filling in what we think they're about to say, um, versus more active listening. And so what I would recommend is just practicing the next time you're in a conversation, you go out for drinks or coffee with a girlfriend, pay very close attention to how you listen and how you communicate with them. And, do this is just a little exercise you can try. Do everything in your power to direct the the conversation from talking about yourself to talking about them and asking more questions and probing. And if they ask you a question, politely answer it and uh then turn the conversation back to them and just do it as an exercise to see how long you can take this. I did this one time and I went out to drinks with a friend and it was a new friend. I had I had met her briefly, um but we I really liked her. And I, I wanted to get to know her a little bit better. So I invited her out for drinks and we went out. We were probably out for an hour and a half and she talked about herself the entire time. She tried to ask questions but <laughs> I was really trying this out and it was far easier than it maybe sounds. But, um, you know, by the end of it, she's like, Oh my gosh, Kate, we just talked about me the whole time. She's like, I didn't, we need to do this again. Cause I have a hundred questions for you. And so, you know, we got to that the next time we went, but we're really good friends now. And, um, and I just think that it's something that takes more work than what we're used to doing. And the result of this really active listening is that people feel a sense of trust in you and and you're yeah. likable. And there's, there's a book, um, I think I've talked about it before, but it's called The Art of People um, by Dave Kirpin. Um, and he, this is, he talks a lot about this and it's counterintuitive. When you think about networking, it's like, oh, but I want people to know what I do. Like you, you will find that time and you will share with them and you'll have that chance. But, um, really your first goal should be to develop relationships. And this is one way to, to try that out.
1: Yeah. I think that's awesome. It is really important to be interested, not interesting. And I think you you said that really beautifully about how you in like it. a million more words. <laughs> well, that's true, and I didn't I didn't make up that quote. Don't give me credit. I can't think of who it is offhand. But this idea of don't worry so much about being the most interesting man in the room. You're gonna come off. it's just it's not gonna be the right vibe. But if you are genuinely interested in people, they're gonna feel drawn to you. They're gonna feel connected. They're gonna want to know more. And there will be amazing opportunities to share with them, and they will already like you a whole hell of a lot, and they've started to build trust with you. It's a great little mantra to keep in mind when you're tempted to be like, but I want to tell you about me and what I do. Focus on the others. That's what so much of this is, is, you know, weirdly outward focused, even though you're like, but it's me promoting my business. And we're going to touch on this in another episode, too, about your website and how your website, the digital side of this needs to be interested, not interesting essentially too. So,
0: right. How yeah,
1: well, I, I love that exercise. So, okay.
0: So that's, let's just say that that's the first either half of your conversation with someone or perhaps it's your entire first encounter with them. You direct all of your attention to them and learn about them and who they are. And you've, you've just made a really good friend. And so now you're at your second interaction. Um, And, or later in the conversation and you, you get a chance to talk about yourself. Um, one of the things that I find people respond better to is when I talk about what I do, not in terms of how, and this is the interested, not interesting thing is when I, when I talk about how I, help people so it's not about how beautiful yes. my rooms are how expensive they are or are not or <laughs> or how many clients i have or how busy i am or how many it's here's what i get joy out of for helping how i help clients and when you talk about it in those terms people are genuinely going to have a lot of questions for you and that's how you can naturally talk about your way to talk about your business in a way that's not sleazy or slimy Yeah.
1: And if you missed last week's episode, which is episode 14, yeah. how to stand out how to stand out from other designers, that's going to be a great one to re-listen to, to help talk about your unique selling proposition and how you can kind of have a short and sweet way of communicating this, these things to people that is very interesting and engaging.
0: Right. I, and I'm not going to go on this too far, but I used to do the, when somebody would ask me, what do you do for work? I would say, well, I'm an interior designer. And that would be the end of my my conversation because I think a lot of people get uh, I don't know if they get intimidated or whether they're just like I don't understand what that is or what you
1: do. Everyone has yeah. a free. Yeah. So like go that. back and listen and you, to you that because you can you can that.
0: instead of ending right there, you can have a way of finishing that sentence more specifically that will generate conversation and questions. So, yeah. Um let's can we talk about some of the other ways that might be somewhere in between or in the middle of these like one-on-one uh social sort of interactions versus the structured networking interactions there's i think there's some areas in between that a lot of yeah you know that that we do um so I love this is another thing that drives that I know Leslie you're not into but I love to do which is hosting parties. (laughs) I wanna barf and die
1: when I when I hear you say this I'm like I just doesn't even compute that this could be a fun way to network. Yeah. But you are the genius at this. So tell us about what you do. I know you do a lot with clients and kind of tap into their networks and that relationship, but you do it in such a way that brings value and excitement to them. Okay. So, so there's, a couple, you there's do a couple of things. Um, there, there's
0: the open house, there's hosting parties, and then there's a cookie program. Um, so the open house... it's, <laughs> hey, it's, what, cookie it's like a cookie program? It's, I've never called it a program before, just now. So that's... <laughs> the, the, <laughs> Um, so the open house is really fun. Um, basically, when we are done with a project for a client, we will ask them to host an open house for their friends at their new place once everything's done. So this is a list of friends that we get from them. And... We figure out a time and a day that works for the clients. Um, usually a Friday evening is a good time. And they we ask the clients for the bill for the food and drinks, but we will do all of the shopping for it, bring it in, set it up, make it look really pretty, um, and just host a cocktail party for them at their house. It's a free service that we offer. We clean everything up and take it all away. Um, we just get a we recommend a budget depending on how many people are there, and it's usually about twenty dollars a person is a good rule of thumb. Um, and you know, we kind of ask the client, what do they, is there anything specific that they'd like? But generally they're just like, we don't care, just whatever. And it's finger foods, that sort of thing, usually some champagne or a signature cocktail. We've got, you know, clients that are from the South. So we will do like a whiskey cocktail of some sort, which is fun. Um, Beer and wine, you know, simple. People aren't getting schloshed. Um, and we tell, we tell our clients, you know, if the party keeps going and you guys want to keep, keep partying on, great. We're probably going to duck out around X time. Um, and we find out from the client beforehand too. If the, do you want us to help sort of wrap up the party in terms of like cleaning everything up and getting it out of there? Or do you want us to just leave it and come back the next day and pick it all up? And they'll, they'll let us know. But that's a fun way, you know, you're meeting, your clients, friends and colleagues usually. And generally speaking, these are going to be people of, you know, that are potential clients for you as well. And you get a chance to kind of show off your work and share with them what you did to help that particular client and say how much fun they were to work with, which is always true. But, um, yeah, it's a good, it's a, it's a fun activity and gosh, clients love it. They really do.
1: Yeah. And to be clear, you as designer, you are there at the party. You're not just throwing them a party and say, show your friends the room. This is an opportunity for you to meet and greet, to chat, and again, be interested. And of course, people are going to be interested in what you're doing. Oh, I love this sofa. Where did you find it? That artwork is phenomenal. Tell me about it. It's going to be a lot of fun because you're going to be in your zone of genius talking about your amazing design work with people who care about your amazing design work and who are probably very similar to this dreamy client you just wrapped up with. It's so friggin' genius, Ben Dewald, <laughs> that you do this. And well, I really and, need but, to get and over I'll myself be honest, and you just know, If do somebody it. asks
0: me these questions, I will certainly answer them, but kind of to my previous point is I'm I'm really talking to them and asking them a lot of questions about themselves and yeah. let the room will speak for itself or rooms, whatever the case may be. Um and I've gotten questions and I do answer them, but it's a it's a much smaller portion of the evening than one might think. So That's my. That's kind of how I approach it. So, um, but another way to host parties. um, Let's say you don't have a project like that that you can do that with yet. You will. Um, You can host your own party. Um, You can do this at your own house, um, but you can also look at places like um, parks. (laughs) I've had another designer friend do something similar in a park uh, because she didn't. Her home wasn't big enough to host. The number of people that she wanted, but, um, one of the ways that I've done this before is to host a wine tasting party. And I had a relationship with a sommelier at a wine shop nearby, and I footed the bill for the food and drinks. Um, That's just a marketing budget for me that I build in. And I have the sommelier come and I bring all the food. The sommelier picks out a range of wines um, from white to red and then a dessert wine. And we'll go through and... And the people that I'm inviting are usually friends. um, But they're, they're usually not my best friends, like the ones that I sit on the couch with late at night and share my deepest, darkest secrets, which is like, not like there's a bunch of those, but you know what I'm talking about. These are more on the acquaintance side of friendships because I want to get to know them. And we'll let the sommelier do all of the, the talking and sharing about each wine and then pairing it with different foods. And it's just a really fun way to get people talking and chatting. And the presentation for the wine probably lasts... 20 to 30 minutes maybe, but then we end up hanging out and visiting and chatting for another hour or whatever. And so hosting something like that with an intimate group of, you know, six to 10 people, um, could be fun initially. There's a lot of different things you could do if wine isn't your, your jam. You can, um, I would try to avoid anything where you're selling anything else, like selling jewelry, for example, or candles or anything like that. Um, I have one idea that I am thinking about, but I haven't figured out exactly how this would work logistically, but I have a rug dealer who, um, travels through Waco every now and then. And so, um, my idea is to host a rug party <laughs> <Whoa>. <laughs> where, yeah, it. where, um, the clients would buy the rugs from me, um, but they could come and see all of these beautiful rugs and I would serve drinks and, and snacks to, to friends and let it be kind of an open house. So you can just get creative, but anywhere where you, I mean, think about setting a really gorgeous table if you're going to do this. Um, put on, put out beautiful linens, really nice glassware avoid plastic you want to have a really elevated experience for your friends and they're not going to stop talking about this and they're gonna be like you gotta meet kate you gotta meet leslie she's so fun we did this um so i i just i love hosting parties i love tablescaping it's totally my jam
1: (laughs) tablescaping is like a four-letter word for me you also don't like butterflies i hear is this true they flap and they're not, they're just That's insects. They're awful. No, what's funny like is people murder- assume because I'm a designer that I must love holiday decorating, <laughs> party planning, and tablescaping. You could not pay me enough to do any of those things. I can't stand them. I will come to Kate's parties. They're magnificent. She's just this natural hostess. And I'm like, get out of my house. I want to go to bed at party <laughs> That's <30." laughs> true.
0: That's true.
1: Um, no, these are genius ideas though. I mean- what, what we're kind of getting at here, guys, is networking, in person connecting does not have, it can be the formal networking groups. Those are really valuable. There are plenty of other ways with some creativity that you can get FaceTime with people and really build genuine relationships with humans who are interested in what you are doing. Yeah. I, I agree. Uh, there's one more that's a little bit
0: more direct, sort of networking. that I do and and it's sharing my cookies. (laughs) I have a, what I would consider delicious cookie recipe for um, oatmeal cookies that have dark chocolate and a little bit of sea salt on them and people go bonkers for them. And I will deliver those to um, local real estate offices and just leave my cards with them and be like, happy Friday, enjoy your weekend. Don't forget about me. And that's one of those, like that girl is everywhere sort of things that you can do. It takes a very limited amount of time um, to do that. You can even make a giant batch of them and freeze smaller um, individual balls of dough. And then the next time you want to do it, just throw those babies on the cookie sheet and it's much faster. And then don't deliver it in crap. Deliver it in a beautiful box. Make it pretty. You really want to have this be on brand.
1: Um, you are like the Martha Stewart of in-person networking. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good thing. Eat my cookies. You know, put a ribbon yeah, on it. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I, I believe
0: that when you show attention to details like that, that that gives them a little taste, so to speak, of of what you're all about, and paying attention to the details. Was that
1: a cookie pun? A it taste is
0: now. <laughs> <laughs> so, I, I mean, do what feels right for you. Um, what feels natural for you obviously leslie's not going to do these sort of things because it doesn't she is not and that's fine and she
1: doesn't have any trouble getting business she is and she's sad that she's known kate for a year and a half and never eaten one of these cookies that she talks about like they're everywhere how is that
0: possible okay i'm making a note i need to send you some cookies (laughs) send l m cookies
1: So I want to talk about something. Thank you. I want to talk about something else with networking too, is that so far we're talking about either going to like a structured group or tapping into existing networks. It is also totally okay to ask people you know for warm introductions to other people who might be someone you want to connect with and to cold pitch. Cold pitches are not always successful, but they absolutely can Mm -hmm. be. If you know of somebody that would be someone you want to meet, a short, sweet, sincere email is great. I think the phone, I don't do the phone. I feel like it's a little bit much to call somebody and just be like, hey, I want to know you. But a short (laughs) and sweet email, hey, you know, I'm new in town or I just launched this design business or you don't have to lead with that. But just find a way to get in front of them with a reason Mm -hmm. I mean, when I was in Waco, I had a monthly magazine column in the local Wacoan magazine. I think that's one of those reasons, Kate, that, you know, everyone thought I was everywhere because they saw my face in this column every month. That literally came from cold pitching the magazine editor. I did not know her. I'd only seen one copy of the magazine in an Airbnb we stayed at while we were deciding on Waco. And it turned out the timing was just right. The former columnist who had written the home column had to step back because her name's Joanna Gaines and she had this TV show thing going on. (laughs) And I had no idea about that. And they just, they had an opening and it was one of those, like, I was the right person at the right time. Now that is not, that's the exception, not the rule. All that to say, don't be afraid to try to reach out to people that you want to get to know. Some of them might never respond to you. I've gotten a lot more Crickets chirping, then I have here's a magazine column. But don't be afraid to start building your network that way too. And just have the courage to have the courage to be rejected. What's the worst thing someone can say? No? Or they don't respond to you? They're already not responding to you. They already don't know who you are. (laughs) Sending an email takes five minutes and short, sweet, to the point. I just did that recently here in Georgia. I had some friends I went out for lunch with, and they're like, oh, you need to know so-and-so person from this company. And they gave me like five names. I just Googled the people and I was like, Hey, I'm friends with these two. They think you're great. I'd love to grab coffee and chat about how I can help you. And now I've got meetings with two or three great people here in my city that I can start building those in in person face-to-face relationships with.
0: Yeah. I, I did that when I first started, I, once I had my website where I wanted it and I was not afraid to show it to people, um, emailed all of my friends that I knew, um, and all of any family that I knew. And I just said, guys, this is official. I have launched my business. This is what Yay. I'm doing. Here's my website. And the question that I posed to them was, do you know someone who has just bought a home or had a baby or gotten married? Um, cause at that point in my life, that was where a career that's those were my clients. Um, and I got a handful of introductions. And, and I, so I said, do you know anybody that's experienced these major life changes? Um, because they are often triggers for needing a designer. Um, and I got a handful of introductions to people who um, ultimately became clients. So that was just with people that I knew, my, my friends and, and family. So um, that can work too. I
1: love it. Yeah. Don't be afraid to talk about what you do, but balance that out with genuine questions and interest and appreciation for other people. Yeah.
0: This cool. isn't – before we wrap up, this isn't necessarily in-person networking, but it's related. Is <laughs> um, I think LinkedIn is an underutilized area for designers. I think we spend a lot yes. of time on Instagram and probably Facebook which have their value as well. But if if you're thinking about... Here's the mistake that I made a long time ago is I was reaching out to a lot of realtors, a lot of people in the home world because they knew homeowners. And my approach now is, screw that. I want to talk to the homeowners directly. Where are they hanging out? Not where are the realtors <laughs> hanging out? Where are the... And I love yeah. realtors. I've had great relationships with them and they're a great referral source. Um, I just decided I wanted to go one one rung closer to to where my people are and, and and they naturally become friends and LinkedIn is a way to if you get a really strong LinkedIn profile and are active there you can kind of see who knows who um, and it's sort of like the Facebook of professionals
1: <laughs> so it's the Facebook of our ideal clients yes. Yeah. I mean, yes, we have lots of clients on Facebook too, but I think LinkedIn is really underutilized. And one reason it's exceptionally great right now, LinkedIn does not have algorithms like Facebook and Instagram. Your posts yeah. are not getting filtered Yeah, that's why you got to go do it now. Your stuff is seen. Your stuff is engaged with. If LinkedIn is pretty new to you, there's a really great podcast episode on Amy Porterfield's Online Marketing Made Easy podcast. It's with a LinkedIn expert. We'll link that in the show notes for you guys. But that's a great primer on how you can best use LinkedIn for this purpose. I'm totally guilty of I need to
0: polish up my LinkedIn.
1: Polish it, make it look good. Yeah. Anything, All right, girls. Any, I just bow down to you and your ability to make cookies and wow people <laughs> in person. <laughs> I think it's awesome. And, you know, guys, you know, we are just two designers figuring this out as yeah. we go. We would love to hear if there are other networking things, ways that you, that work for you. I yeah. mean, please DM us on Instagram, leave comments on our Instagram. You can email us at hello at designersgettingcoffee.com. This is a community and we want to all be able to make ourselves better. Kate and I bring two perspectives. There are thousands. Yeah. We would love to know if there's something else that you've done. You're like, this has been such a hit with clients. I I don't know, get them drunk and take them to Barbados or <laughs> I shovel their drop drive- I don't know. There's probably lots of ways that you can be connecting and networking that we are not even considering. Right. So I would love to hear it. And I'm being selfish here. I'm brand new in Atlanta. I am everything that we're talking about today, I am practicing what we are preaching to build my business for the seventy fourth time in a new city. Yeah. So You don't have yeah, to make your own cookies. You. you can go
0: buy some really awesome cookies and deliver them if if that's A different way that you want to do it. You can
1: hire Kate to bake your cookies (laughs) because apparently they're incredible and they get her business. (laughs) Yeah.
0: Oh, before we go, one more thing. If you decide to do the cookie thing or something similar to it, I print out their recipe on a little recipe card for people to take with them and it has my business information on the other side. So ideally they'll keep the recipe card and every time they bake their cookies, they're going to think of me because my info is right there.
1: Love it. So key takeaways today, give before asking, listen more than you talk, and cookies. Pretty sure that's it. it, Don't be be afraid to play the long game. Yeah, there you go. It's It's a slow ride, guys, but it is absolutely worth planting those seeds, making genuine networking friends that are going to be with you and help you grow and sustain in the long run
0: perfection. All right, guys, remember to download your free mini business toolkit at designersgettingcoffee.com. Inside, you'll find an install day box checklist, a handy reference guide with typical design project hours, our favorite design and business tools we use, and more. Grab yours at designersgettingcoffee.com.
1: Boom. Happy Friday. Bye. Hey, designer. Thanks for sharing part of your day with us. If you enjoyed today's episode, please subscribe and leave a review on iTunes so we can continue to connect with badass design bosses like you. For
0: more Designers Getting Coffee and to join the conversation, follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Designers Getting Coffee.